InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Many people think that heart disease is something that affects old men or severely obese people. Well, think again. One-third of all Americans have cardiovascular disease. But one expert says there are things you can do to avoid it. Here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Joseph Piscatella is a nationally recognized heart health expert, and he's here to offer some practical suggestions for getting on the road to a healthy heart. He's the author of a book called The Road to a Healthy Heart Runs Through the Kitchen. Joseph, welcome to InfoTrack. Nice to be with you. Thanks for having me on. So you're not a cardiologist or even an MD, but you have some pretty eye-opening personal background that led you to become an expert in this area. Maybe you can just share a little bit of your story. Sure. I learned about the impact of diet and other lifestyle aspects, exercise, stress, smoking, etc., the impact of those things on our cardiac health the hard way. I went through bypass surgery at the age of 32. Wow. That was back in 1977. It was really unexpected. My family was very young. My children were ages six and four. And I literally went from a tennis court where I had been feeling discomfort on a Monday to bypass surgery on a Wednesday. After I came out of that surgery, the prognosis was not very good. In fact, my doctors said to me that because of the aggressiveness of the disease and because I was so young, that I probably wouldn't live to be 40 and that there really wasn't much benefit that would come from changing my diet. So just, you know, forget about it and let things happen. Fortunately, I didn't take that advice. Along with my wife, we figured out you can't change the cards that you were dealt, but you can change the way that you can play them. So we began to make dietary changes, and the effect was great. I ended up writing the first book in this country on diet and cholesterol, a book called Don't Eat Your Heart Out, which was enormously popular. And I was off in a different direction. And now I'm pleased to tell you that because of the way that I've eaten, I'm now over 30 years post-bypass surgery. I'm probably the oldest bypass patient in the country, meaning number of years after bypass. And that came about because of the fact that we changed our diet. I think a lot of people who are diagnosed with heart disease or even high cholesterol leave the doctor's office thinking, well, he said to take these pills, and this is more or less a result of my family history of genetics. So that's pretty much it, not much else to do. But in many cases, lifestyle changes are just huge, aren't they? It's way bigger than genetics. I'm a pretty good example. My last name ends in a vowel. My heritage is Italian. But Italians don't have heart attacks. Italian-Americans do. Greeks don't have heart attacks. Greek-Americans do. Japanese don't have heart attacks. Japanese-Americans do. Now, either our genes changed when we crossed the water or something else changed. We have heart disease in huge numbers in this country, not because of bad genes, but because of a poor lifestyle. So once we understand that, then we can understand why we can do things better. The pills or the prescriptions can work to give you an edge, but even those cholesterol-lowering drugs, they work optimally when you eat a low-fat diet. If you go out and have prime rib and you know double your cholesterol-lowering drug that night, thinking that you're even, you're in for a big surprise. And, uh, of course, with food, what the pills don't have are the vitamins, minerals, phytochemicals, all of the fiber, all of the things that are needed for vitality and good health above and beyond your cholesterol. I think the challenge has been to produce healthy food that also tastes good. A lot of us have tried ways to eat for our heart health and, you know, we came away eating the pine cone casseroles and 
you know, it's just, it was god-awful. And we struggled with that in our household for a while, and then we came upon a piece of information that really changed things for us, and I'll share it with you. The data show that most American families prepare 12 recipes 80% of the time. If you tell me what you've actually cooked the last two weeks, I can predict the next two weeks, and I'll be right on. Hmm. So instead of worrying about a thousand new recipes, what I'm doing in this book, using my recipes as a model, is teaching people how to take their old family favorites, learn to strip out the fat, but only to the point that the taste remains, so that you get the best of both worlds, familiar food that's been made lighter. You know, we have a lot of experts on InfoTrack, and we hear a lot of different opinions on this. There are so many people who say, low-fat, low-fat, low-fat. And then there are so many people who say, low-carb, low-carb, low-carb. I think most people are just so confused as to what is the right thing to do. Even their doctors don't agree on this. What is your take on the low-fat, low-carb debate? Well, it's less a question of low-fat and low-carb or high-fat and high-carb as it is a question of eating whole foods. Our problem is less about the makeup of the food than it is about whether or not it's coming from a restaurant or processed some way or whether we're eating whole foods. You know, it's one thing to have a theory. It's another thing to say, here I am standing in front of you with 30 years of experience of this is what I do. Mm-hmm. Not only am I 30 years out, but I've experienced coronary regression, which is a reversal of heart disease. My belief is that we eat a diet that's moderately high in fat, a middle-of-the-road diet, But when you choose to eat fat, you skip the saturated and the trans fats, and you go to the monos like the olive oil, fish oil, you go to the good fats. Mm -hmm. I also believe in a moderate amount of carbohydrates in the diet, but when you eat the carbohydrates, we really need to talk about the complex carbohydrates, which are fruits, whole grains, and vegetables, as opposed to the refined carbohydrates, which are really the bagels, the white bread, that type of thing. So I fault really the low-fat guys for not making that message plainer. I really fault the low-carb guys for not making that message plainer. It's less about whether it's a carb or a fat and more about can you stay middle of the road and when you choose to eat a carb or a fat, are you eating ones that are healthy for you? There's another dietary component that doesn't seem to be brought up too often in relation to heart disease, and that's fiber. Talk a little bit about the role of fiber and how badly the American diet fills that bill. Well, we don't get anywhere near the 30 or 35 grams that we're looking for every day just for good health. But in particular, there's a kind of a fiber that's called soluble fiber that is really instrumental in lowering cholesterol, and it can reduce your risk for heart disease and heart attack substantially. And you can get soluble fiber in things like oatmeal and oat bran, but there are other foods that work just as well, apples, oranges, grapefruit, beans, peas, and legumes do a wonderful job of lowering cholesterol with a bowl of lentil soup at lunch as well as a bowl of oat bran for breakfast. Raw carrots work extremely well. So when you get foods that are high in fiber, first off, they really help in terms of weight loss and keeping the weight off, which is a major problem in the United States. But when those fibers are soluble, then you're going to help yourself above and beyond your cholesterol medication. You're going to help yourself keep the cholesterol down in a very natural way. But again, when you come back to kind of the heart of the way we should be eating fruits and whole grains and vegetables, really whole foods, You're going to get fiber and you're going to get nutrients that you simply are not getting when you're eating out of boxes and cans and packages or when you're living at restaurants. Are there any types of foods that you just simply say, don't eat that at all? 
I'm not a believer in bad foods. I'm a believer in bad amounts. I think much of the American problem, both with heart disease and certainly with weight, is kind of dose-related. We eat way, way, way too much. We used to understand what a serving size is. Nowadays, we don't understand it any longer. We just eat what comes on the plate, and the plates have turned into the size of hubcaps. So we take in gigantic amounts of calories that are really not needed. Joseph Piscatella, the author of The Road to a Healthy Heart Runs Through the Kitchen. Do you have a website? Yeah, joepiscatella.com. Thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, skyrocketing food costs are slamming the nation's hungry. What to do? The answers are ahead. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned. <laughs>